If you're the kind of person who likes to have total control over every aspect of your life, like I do, boy, do I have a product for you. It's customized to you. It displays your photos. It keeps track of your calendars, your preferred news, your local weather, even your commute traffic to work. All while you are getting ready and looking in the mirror in the morning. It makes it so easy to get organized so you won't miss a thing. It is designed for early adopters and innovators only. Those who see what everyone else has seen but think what no one else has thought. Is this you? Check this out. Introducing Smart Eye Mirror. It's not just a smart mirror, it's a smart lifestyle. Go check it out at bestmorningroutineever.com and go into the dress up tab and there you'll see all things smart eye mirror to give you more information and I will be excited and elated to customize it to you and your liking and your lifestyle. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Lunit Lewis, and today we have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Adele Boudreaux. Adele is a mindset and accountability coach working with professional women ready to master their mindset. As you know, mindset is a pivotal key. It's important here in building yourself, but also your business. So she offers strategies and tools to let go of limiting beliefs, memories, fears that keeps you stuck. During her 18 years of coaching, she has empowered hundreds of women create the life they want, a life well-deserved. Now, she is also a uh, a master coach trainer, certified coaches with federation, health, wealth, and wise coach. I mean, her background goes years and I'm excited to have her on the show. So with no further ado, Adele, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Lunid. Thanks so much for having me. I got to tell you, when I found your podcast, to me, it speaks to me so much because to me, it's all about your morning routine. Everything kind of the day that you want to create all begins with what you do or don't do in the morning. So I've uh, listened to many of your episodes and I'm just like, wow, this woman, she gets it. She gets what we all need to be doing to create the life that we want. Amen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it sets the tone for the rest of it, what you do. Because I'm a psychologist and other doctors have Mm -hmm. said what you do in the first 10 minutes of the day sets the tone. And if it's chaotic, that's what you will breed. If it's focus and calmness, that's what you will be poised throughout the day and make better decisions. So it's not just about um, being physically healthy, but more so mental. It's how you show up mentally. That's what's important. So we're getting started already, but I want to let my audience know. I want to please tell me a little bit about your background, your journey thus far. Well, you know, I took a bit of time recently. I mean, I think COVID for many of us, it took us, it gave us an opportunity to kind of take a step back and reevaluate, do some soul searching. And I always kind of wondered, why was I able to 
be fired in my mid-30s from a 15-year career, get recruited right away to a similar position. I was an upper management in retail. And within that, within that second job, get fired again within a year. And how was I able to take all of that and you know create from there, I lost weight. I loved the program I did. So I ended up buying my first of two franchises, taking the second one, which happened to be in my hometown from, you know, sales of 120 grand to sales over 1 million in just, just over a couple of years. How was I able to, you know, take really a bucket of lemons and turn it into lemonade, you know, where so many other people would have just kind of, after being fired twice, decided, okay, you know, obviously I'm a quote unquote loser. Obviously I'm not hireable. How was I able to, you know, know my worth, believe in myself as a single woman at the time in my mid thirties with, you know, a home and debt and a car and a mortgage payment. How was I able to kind of turn that around? And I really 100% believe it's always been about my mindset. I've always believed that with a proper mindset, we really can be, do, or have anything we want in life. And I've proven it with, you know, being fired from, you know, those two jobs and creating a successful business, giving up on love. And then through working on my mindset, finding love at the age of 40, getting married at the age of 41. And since then, I've really been able to, you know, take the mindset and the accountability components, which to me is what's made me successful in my life and turn around and really do what I always love to do, which is to help others, especially women, believe in themselves, believe in their ability. And I 100% believe that with a proper mindset, we can do anything we want. We can be anything we want in life. It's crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And you've had quite a journey yourself, but the core, the main thing I hear is being able to know, having the mindset to maneuver it effectively. Exactly. And, you know, we all have limiting beliefs. We all have a backstory. You know, we all have something in our lives that if we wanted to, we could, you know, play the victim. Um, We could live the rest of our lives, you know, we can talk about our upbringing and, you know, our parents did the best they could, but, you know, so many of us, there's no book on parenting. And, you know, many of us grew up in a household where, you know, maybe there wasn't a lot of love and affection and, you know, it it created, especially for women, it created a lot of self-doubt about themselves. It created a lot of, am I really worthy? And it's really up to us to make a decision that, do I want to live in the past You know, do I want to let those limiting beliefs, that story, do I want it to define me or do I want to kind of break the chains and create the life that I know I deserve? And that's really where my true passion lies. Yeah. And we, we, we certainly have something in common. So let's talk about those ant automatic negative thoughts. I call them. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about these limiting beliefs. Where do they come from? How are they coming about? Um, I know. No, please take, tell me. Well, the thing is, I mean, we all still have that caveman brain, all of us, you know, and 
we all have anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every single day. And primarily those thoughts are repetitive from the day before. And of those thoughts, you know, minimum of 80% of all those thoughts we have every day are negative, mm-hmm. you know, so so often we can wake up and have the same negative thought that we had the day before. And you can look back and it's 20 years later and you're still waking up and you're still having those same negative thoughts. And, you know, it's just part of how we, our brain works. Our brain is designed to survive. It's designed to protect us. It's designed to keep us from walking into the fear. And, you know, the fear of the brain man, the caveman brain, is, you know, one of kind of protecting us from the saber-toothed tiger. And our brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't realize there's just, there's no more physical threat, but we allow, you know, those thoughts to almost, you know, penetrate our being to make us feel like it's a physical threat. And it's okay to have those. To me, the biggest key is recognizing, you know, I look at it this way, and this is what I say to my clients. When you have a thought, you are not your thought. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not our mind. We just have a mind. And when you can really grasp that and start to recognize that, okay, I'm having this really weird negative thought that's that's not serving me. When you can start to look at a thought as just kind of a cloud floating by, you do not have to own that thought. You can just say, well, that's interesting. Does that thought serve me? And if it doesn't serve me, letting it go. And listen, I'm not saying that that happens happens overnight. It's first of all, learning how to recognize our thoughts. Because so often we get into this, this thought, right? That's not even real. And then it spirals. And it, one negative thought leads to another negative thought, which leads to another. And we fall down that big black hole, but it really begins with awareness, awareness of what am I thinking? Does this thought serve me? And if it doesn't, how do I let it go? Or how do I replace it with a more, a thought that's going to serve me better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and being able to replace it because those, they, they're ingrained. Those, those limiting mm-hmm. beliefs are ingrained. They start off when, you know, when we, we were five years old, we heard something. And we drew the conclusion at a very young age that I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not lovable. And that becomes the driving force behind our habits, behind our actions, right? Because your habits are just your actions. They're the decisions you make or on because that's the way the brain is protecting you. Exactly. And we don't know that. A lot of us don't know that. I didn't know that for years. That, that's what yeah. the subconscious mind was driving me because we reside there 95% of the time. Exactly. Of the day, right? So only 5%. Yeah. That's very little. 5% where we are in the creative mind, where we are present. Exactly. Thinking. Exactly. So wasn't the big kind of epiphany and the breaking of like the chains of those limiting beliefs, didn't it all come when you finally recognize this is what this thought means. This is where it comes from. Because once you recognize where it comes from and why you think a certain way, that is the beginning of being able to learn to let it go. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's being to be that detective and going in and finding it. And what are some of the work that can be done to detect it? Yes. Getting, uh, working with you is, is a plus getting a coach to guide you through the process is recommended highly for Mm -hmm. individuals who are listening right now. What are some things they can do today to start that process? Well, I think that you know, so often we live in such a crazy, busy world and 
you're right. The first 10 minutes are so important to the day. So I believe what the biggest impact that anybody can do to learn to listen to themselves, to learn to get quiet is to meditate. Mm. To me, that was a game changer. And I talked to a lot of people about meditation and there's so many ways you can meditate. There's apps, there's, you know, follow along meditation. There's, you know, breathing meditation. You know, my favorite is I just have this air purifier beside my chair and I just kind of zone out to that sound. You've got to find what works for you. And, you know, I did meditation years ago and then gave it up because I couldn't quiet my mind. And when I started to recognize the importance of quieting your mind, you can't really hear yourself and hear your thoughts until you can quiet your mind. And to me, it's meditation. And, you know, so many people say to me, but Adele, my mind keeps racing. But again, practice makes perfect. I mean, look at how long it might have taken us to learn to tie our shoe or ride a bike without training wheels. It takes time. It takes the commitment and the dedication. And I say to people, sit for five minutes, set your phone timer for five minutes and sit for five minutes every single day in silence. And when you start to think a thought, just bring it back to whatever, the breathing, for me, the air purifier that I'm listening to, maybe it's the clock on the wall or the ceiling fan or the air conditioner, or you're following an app. To me, meditation is a game changer. And with how crazy our lives and lives are these days, I think every single one of us need to learn how to get quiet. Mm-hmm. That's important. It shows self-care because you're, you're devoting, allocating the time for yourself. But I love that you said it's not to try to quiet your mind and your thoughts, but actually just bringing back mm-hmm. your thoughts back to your breath, back to the present moment. It, it, that's how you increase it. That's how you you get to get back in control and not running away from you because you are not your thoughts. I read a great book called Untethered Soul. Um, I believe his, I uh, think his name was Michael. And he talks about how we are not your thoughts. We are experiencing our thoughts. We're observing our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Michael Singer. Yeah. It was, that book was, is amazing. And it's the kind of book that I think that we could pick it up every single year because as we develop ourselves, we'll take more from that book. I simply love that book. Untethered Soul. Every single person should be reading that book. Absolutely game changer. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with your clients. So I really like to work one-on-one, you know, based on I'm 50, I'll be 57 next week, actually. So I love to work with women in their forties and over who, you know, have these, who are stuck. So they have so many parts of their lives going well. Maybe they're, I'm thinking of a client right now. She's very successful in her business, but she has these limiting beliefs about her worth, self-worth as a woman when it comes to relationships. So to me, coaching is very organic. You might have all these tools that you use, but you're going to, you know, take out different tools for different people based on what they need. 
I really love to empower women to recognize their worth. And again, you know, accountability is is key because I'm a big believer that all of us should have coaches. I mean, I'm a coach, but I have my own coach. I've had my own coach. I'm into my second coach now through a program that I'm involved with called the Healthy, Wealthy and Wise Coaching Program. And even though I consider myself to be somebody who's really good at personal accountability, having your own coach, it's a game changer in helping you kind of get what you want to in life. And really, what is coaching? Coaching is really about what are the goals that you want to achieve and how do we get you there? So whether it be a woman who wants to kind of find self-love and self-worth, or I'm working with a handful of women who, you know, want to take their, they're like me, they were, they were a small business owner, but they want to get into or evolve a coaching business. So I love to help women kind of take their business to the next level or, you know, become a coach. There's a woman right now I'm working with who has so much more going for her than she realizes. And again, you know, it's all of those, that past programming and those belimiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that we've created and, you know, kind of kept in our backpack, right? All these years. So how do we lighten the backpack? How do we shed all that stuff that keeps us stuck mm-hmm. in the rut that we're living in? You know, life is short. We have this saying at uh, Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise, we're only here on a three-day pass. Before you know it, I mean, I feel 25 inside, but (laughs) the clock is ticking. And we have to learn to find the joys of life and learning to live in the present moment. And that's what I really wish for everybody, learning to live in the present moment. And that's what I really try to do with my clients is help them find the joy of the life that they have, because we are all worthy of living and being and doing, you know, a life and creating a life of abundance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you incorporate the business growth in the mindset work that you do as well, because once we get rid of that gunk, it's a lot easier to build that business. It's a lot easier to um, find who we're serving and provide that value. Exactly. How do you um, help your your clients, someone who wants to become a coach, um, find clients and, and actually attract the right clients? Well, you know, again, it comes down to niching because, you know, so many people get into coaching, life coaching. It's such a broad subject. It's like I had a conversation, a meeting with somebody yesterday. She wants to work with me for a year as kind of a personal coach. You know, she's doing some certifications. I took my certification through a a program called the Certified Coaches Federation. It's certified over, you know, 14,000 people across uh, primarily North America. So we have multiple levels of certification to, you know, create the skill set that you need. But then we also have a level in there where it helps you kind of niche down to figure out who you want to serve. I believe that when it comes to coaching, the best coach that you can be is to take what you've learned in your life, take the struggles that you've overcome. And that's who you should coach. This woman that I'm referring to, you know, she's been a stay-at-home mom for over 20 years. Now she's she's kind of an empty nester. So she's struggling with her identity. Who am I without being a full-time stay-at-home mom as my kids have gone off to school? My husband has a successful business. What do I want for myself? Who am I? So kind of that's what we're working through first. And, you know, I think a coach 
A successful coach is somebody that's going to call you out on your crap. That's going to say, well, how's that serving you? And how do we get past that? And, you know, give you tasks to, to step into the fear because so often, you know, we have this fear to do things and it's so unfounded and it it's so the fear is more scary than actually doing what it is that you're afraid of. So, you know, I, when it comes to the clients that I work with that want to have a coaching business, they usually join me under the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise coaching program because that's where we have all of the certifications that they can get through the Certified Coaches Federation. It's all the same company. And then I'm their coach and I help them as they do their certifications, kind of figure out who they want to serve. And uh, we have to have a passion, right? Lunid, we need to have a passion. And um it's about helping people find their passion in life as a coach or even just a woman who, you know, hasn't lit, doesn't really know who she is and isn't living her true self. I mean, we have to learn to love who we are. None of us are perfect. You know, I still, you know, want to be more, do more and have more. But to me, the key has always been believe in yourself, believe in your ability, believe in your worth. When you believe in your worth, you can achieve and do anything you want in life. I agree. That self-worth is key, but finding your purpose, because you have to find that self-worth. You have to know you're worthy, you're good enough to live into that purpose that you're created for. Yeah. And you know, we're all unique. We're all one of a kind. So the fact that we're born, that makes us unique. That makes us, that is our worth right there. Now, what are we going to do with that? Who are we going to become with that? But it really is so key, self-worth, self-love. And it's sad that so many women, especially due to the past, have such a struggle to find that in themselves. And there's nothing more joyful in life than loving who you are, you know, faults and all, because again, none of us are, we're human beings. We're all going to make mistakes. And, you know, a big thing that I do with my clients is so many at my age group, we're raised with a, you know, a fixed mindset mentality, you know, succeed or fail, win or lose. And I was never raised at the table and my parents said to me, well, what did you, hey, what did you fail at today? Let's celebrate your failures. You know, that's not the upbringing that many of us in my age group had. And I don't even know necessarily today if that's really what's happening at the table, because life is about learning and growing and making mistakes. And everything that we want to achieve is through the mistakes that we make. So we have to have a growth mindset. We have to embrace, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's like making mistakes is how we succeed in life. I mean, I say to people all the time, you never fail if you keep trying. You fail when you stop trying. And the same thing goes with, you know, making mistakes and, you know, being kind of imperfectly perfect in a sense. Yeah. You got to do the trial and error to figure out and experience, explore as well. Absolutely. And I know the morning routine played a big role in me finding my purpose. I, I know that for sure, because it allowed me the time that you mentioned about quieting down the mind. 
uh, ensuring yeah. that you give yourself that time in the morning. So I'm curious for you, I know you run a successful business and your day gets hectic very fast, but tell us how you manage it. How do you get up, dress up and show up? What's your morning routine like? And I love that. Get up, dress up and show up. Show up. I love that. I get up early and, um, you know, I like to wake up naturally. Sleep is so important to us. So I'm definitely not a night owl. And, you know, I definitely get up earlier in the winter than I do in the summer months. But, you know, I'm up at 5 a.m. And, you know, the one thing that I say to my clients is stay away from your phone for the first hour. It's so important to not check emails, not check social media, have that time in the morning that's just for your self-care. As soon as I get up, I go, I meditate. The next thing I do is I write in my journal. And I've started since the beginning of this year, simply writing the following statement in my journal. And that is, how do I want to feel today? And I just write a bunch of words on how I want to feel because again, you know, we can tell our mind to feel whatever we want. You know, we're in control of our mind, not the other way around. So I'm big on meditation. I'm big on journaling. I do have a, what's referred to as a life script that I listen to morning and night. And it's really just a 15 minute that I've created for myself. I record it. I listen to it, you know, with my phone, with some headphones about the life that I'm living. So I plant in, you know, your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real or imagined. So why not plant some seeds, some really amazing seeds? So my life script has evolved since I first, you know, have been using it five years ago. And it's really just about like, you know, I wanted to manifest a house in Costa Rica a few years ago, and that's a whole other story, but I put it in my life script. I visualized it. I talked about it, you know, in my subconscious mind. And within the year, we had manifested this home in Costa Rica. And you can do that with anything. You can do that with weight loss or mindset or so I have found a script to be really key for me. You know, so that's 15 minutes of my morning. Actually, I listen to that before I get out of bed. Then I do my meditation. Then I write in my journal. Um, I'm lucky that, you know, I can write, you know, dictate my hours. I mean, for your listeners who are getting up and, you know, going to a job, I think it's just about taking 30 minutes for yourself, stay off the phone, do a little meditation, write in your journal, get centered before you start your crazy day. I'm big like you on nutrition. I uh, pretty much a plant-based diet. We are what we eat. Mm -hmm. That is such an important, and I do, you know, I do work out. I prefer to work out in the morning. I believe that to be healthy, you need to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. And to me, that is taking care of your body, a nutrition standpoint, moving your body. And then from a spiritual standpoint, from your meditation and learning to kind of get quiet. So depending on how much time a person has, I would just say we can all carve out 30 minutes in the morning, even if we have to get up 30 minutes earlier to have our own quiet time and create a routine that works for each individual. But creating a self-care routine is so important. I think that's key. If you look at all the you know top successful people in any, you know, whether it be in business or in Oprah Winfrey, like everybody and anybody has a morning routine that 
helps set them up for a day of success. I, I agree. Yeah. They, everyone follows that routine because they know if they don't do it, everything falls apart throughout the day. Absolutely. <laughs> I found for me, if I don't skip my meditation now, but there was a time when I was in the beginning of meditating that I would skip it. Oh, I do it for three or four days. Then I don't do it for three or four days. But it was amazing as I started to recognize what not quieting my mind, how it was just didn't help my life. I wasn't able To me, meditation and learning to quiet your mind helps you deal with the challenges that come your way. We all have challenges. Nobody has a picture-perfect life. There's always obstacles. But I always ask myself, you know, what's the lesson? What am I to learn from this challenge that's come my way? Because we're all here to learn something. We're all here to grow. But to me, it all starts with learning to quiet your mind in this crazy, busy rat race that we're all living in. And, you know... Finding the time for yourself. And I think the same thing is true at the end of the day, finding that wind down time, you know, not kind of going from social media or TV right to bed, finding a little bit of downtime. I'm a big lover of nature. I think nature, you can meditate in nature, Uh, getting out, getting some fresh air, especially with yourself, if you're able to, you know, we all need that alone time. And where we can really learn to just kind of become who, you know, we're meant to be. I think that that's why we're all here to become who we're meant to be, to give back in whatever way it shows up in our lives based on what we have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. You said it so eloquently. It's well put. I really uh, (laughs) glad you put it. You, You simplify it. Um, the way you did, because it's right. It's true. So tell us, um, Adele, how can we connect with you? How can we find out more about what you do? You can go to my website, adeleboudreaucoaching.com. And uh, I have a lead magnet. You can sign up, uh, give me your email address, and you will get a cool PDF on, you'll be able to figure out, do I have a growth mindset or do I have a fixed mindset? Because until I did the work, I thought I had a growth mindset in every area of my life. But when I started to ask these questions, I was like, wow, oh, this is why I'm always struggling in this area because I have a fixed mindset. I'm not allowed to make a mistake. I'm not allowed to learn and grow. And that's what my mind had been saying to me because of some stuff from the past with my upbringing. And when I figured out how to have a growth mindset in every area of my life. It was a game changer. And for your audience, if you want to learn more about mindset and fixed mindset and um, growth mindset, you should pick up Dr. Carol Dweck's D-W-E-C-K book on mindset. It's an amazing book. It's a game changer. I have more highlighted in that book than I think not highlighted because it's like, wow, this is so right on. And um, switching to a growth mindset from a fixed mindset, it's a game changer. So I have a PDF on my website and you can contact me for there. Of course, I'm on social media as well, Adele Boudreaux Coaching. Excellent. It is a great book. The the growth mindset is definitely the objective. Tell us the difference Mm -hmm. between the two. Well, a fixed mindset, you have a mentality that you believe that if you make a mistake, it's not a good thing. So often what happens is you shy away from actually trying something because you're afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. And when you can have a 
growth mindset and believe in every area of your life that failing is how we learn. It's how we evolve. I'll I'll just give you a quick story. So I'm doing, um, I'm the new leadership coach. I do a certification through the Certified Coaches Federation, uh, leadership coaching, anyone that wants to be a coach and coach leaders, uh, entrepreneurs. I'm facilitating this new uh, this new program. And part of that is I have a monthly um, webinar called Leadership Wealthy TV through the Healthy Wealthy and Wise Coaching Program. So last month, I went to share my screen on my new MacBook Pro and it wouldn't let me share my screen. And I wasn't able to show my slide presentation to all these people that were on the call. So I had to just um, kind of wing it. And the old me fixed mindset, I would have freaked out. I would have been hyperventilating. I would have been, oh my God, oh my God. And with a growth mindset, I really just laughed it off. It's like, oh, well, and didn't I, wasn't I talking about growth mindset and fixed mindset on that episode? So it was perfect. It's having a growth mindset is recognizing that I need to learn and grow and I need to push myself past my fear barriers and try something. And if I fail, it's not fear or fail. I mean, it's not a bad word. It's how we become and we learn more from failing. But I was raised in a military household where, you know, you failing was really not an option. It was frowned upon. So that's really the big difference is recognizing that having a growth mindset is how we evolve and to embrace your failures. And they're not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's how we become. It's how we learn. It's how we make a change. It's like, okay, well, that didn't work. What am I going to try now? You look at all the successful inventors, Thomas Edison, the Wright brothers, you know how many times they failed if they didn't have a growth mindset and just kept going back to the drawing board and keep trying, you know, none of these inventions would have ever happened. We have to be willing to just keep trying and keep growing and keep learning and not think that it's a bad thing to make a mistake. It's how we become and it's how we evolve as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That is well put. Thank you so much for sharing today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. This is a passion of mine. We are here for such a short time. I mean, you know, every decade goes by faster than the one before. So we all have to learn to love ourselves, to accept ourselves, and to not stay stuck in the status quo, learn how to push past our fear because everything we want in our lives, it's on the other side of fear. And the only thing stopping you is really the fear of fear itself and push past it. And I think that's what a coach can do is, um, you know, help you learn to love and accept and grow and become and, um, you know, live a life full. I mean, I'm living a life, you know, from somebody who 20 years ago had been fired from two jobs, you know, never, ever thought I'd be an entrepreneur. never thought I'd be as successful as I was, you know, never thought I would meet and marry the love of my life at the age of 41. I'm living a joyful life. I, you know, we live on, on the lake. We have We have lots of property. We have a vacation rental. And all of that happened by me stepping into the fear and learning and growing and making mistakes and just kind of becoming. 
Yeah, sounds good. Okay, that wraps it up for today's show. Thank you. Thanks. All right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.